0: G'day and welcome to Formula Bums. My name is Jacko and this week we are previewing the Spanish Grand Prix. With me is Riso and Andy. How are you boys? I'm going great, thanks. Welcome back. Thank you. I had a good time away. Thank Can
1: you, for you all never
2: the leave again? Thank you for all <laughs> the lovely things you said about me while I was gone. It was my pleasure. I th- I'm, I'm pretty sure some of it got cut. A lot <laughs> of it got cut. <laughs> there was lots of love to give. It was a
0: good episode. I really, I really enjoyed listening to it while I was away, hearing you guys do the show as normal. It was great. I had like the the fan experience. It was really good. Except like I got bullied. <laughs> <laughs> well, you deserved it. You left at the most inopportune time. I did. It was a. Uh, I, I mean, I agree with what you boys said. It wasn't a great race, was it? No, no, it was fine. Yeah, it was better than Imola, as I said. <laughs> <laughs> Look, yeah, technically it was, but this week. We're doing the Spanish Grand Prix, and we're going to start with the news. I've actually done research for once in my life. I've spent a good amount of time on the internet reading stories, so I'm going to start. Alpine has released what they're calling, they've already released it, but since I don't check, I've only just discovered it, the 100 race plan. And it's Alpine's dream that within 100 races, they're going to be a world championship contending team. Oh, Jack, is this like Gus five year plan? It is, which turned into 10. But it worked eventually, and he it wasn't there anymore.
2: Is, isn't by a, a thousand races there's new regulations? 100. Hundred. Oh, oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Have they done a thousand races? Yeah, they did. Yeah. Last year,
0: no, two years ago, it yeah, was, was a thousand. It was a thousand at Magello. Yes. And it was sick. Yes. No, so. No, no, no. Wasn't it in China like three years ago? Oh, yeah. No. What was in Magello? Magello was something. It was that Ferraris like, one thousand yeah, race? something like that. One thousand race was in China, actually. Yeah, there's, there's your fact for the day. We've got heaps of facts today, though. <laughs> I wrote down heaps of boring shit. But but a hundred. How many of it's for, true though? Heaps. It's all research. First, Reese. I won't forget what you said about the world I live in, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. It's great. It's heaps better than this one. Trust me, I hated doing the research. Um. <laughs> I guess the big question is, Alpine says within 100 races, and it's been five, so we're talking about four to five years in the sport. So four to five years from now, there will be regulation changes as well. Is Alpine on the path to success? What do you
2: reckon?
1: Yes.
0: Tentatively, yes.
2: Tentatively, yes. What about you, Reese? I think with the new cost caps, I guess that gives them a fighting chance, but I can't see them beating Red Bull Ferrari. And, yeah, when Mercedes starts having the fight back, but then I guess everyone can have a fight. But then I just can't see, like, when once, w- while they have Verstappen, while they have other drivers, can Ocon really be better than them? That's why I had
1: a tentative yes. If they get rid of Ocon, it turns into a definite yes. Yeah. Or, so
2: or whoever places Alonso once he gets...
1: No, keep Alonso and have um, Piastri in the second seat.
0: There, there's your winning combination right there. I mean, I, the point that both of you guys are making is it's not a team issue; it's more the driver lineup issue. Because the way that I was reading, and I no must sat down with a journalist and did a massive interview about this, was it Will Buxton? No, it wasn't Will Buxton. Um, first, it was oh, I can't even remember the website, but he went along the lines and said, "Look, this is our stretch goal. We're not saying that this is a promise because no one can promise that. Essentially, because you've got teams like Red Bull." and Mercedes and Ferrari who aren't going anywhere anytime soon. The team's in good hands because Otmar's now leading the team. So he jumped ship from Racing Point slash Aston Martin in slash the off-season. Force, India, slash Midland, slash whatever other team names it's had. And he was at Bar originally as well, wasn't he? Which was Mercedes. There you go. So he's, I mean, he's a gentleman of the sport. He's been here forever. Is Otmar the man to bring this plan forward?
2: Yes. Yeah? Yeah. I think it's a Like It's a good plan having a long-term plan because you have long-term milestones which you can work towards gradually and find out where your errors are. Well, look
1: look at what Otmar did with Force India into Racing Point before Lawrence Stroll got his hands to it. He took that team from basically nowhere, got them to the midfield and even potentially getting podiums every now and then. You know what I mean? Like, Otmar is a fantastic team boss. He knows what he's doing. And now he doesn't have Daddy Warbucks, like,
0: strangling him. It's a good point. Um, I like Otmar a lot on a personal level. I think he's a a good character for the sport. Look, he's a massive sook, but you have to be when you're a team principal, right? That's like the rules. I was going to say you have to be at Alpine. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Also, fun facts that I picked up from that interview, Alain Prost has left the institution as well with Otmar coming on board. I knew that one. Um, and another fun thing that is interesting compared to most other teams is that they have a split factory. So their chassis, aero, and everything is in the UK, and their engines are in Vigny, France, or somewhere in France. So they have two different factories that they work from. And that's. I didn't know they had the UK factory. I think it's UK. It's not. They're both not in France. There is a I, distance I, between them. I genuinely thought they would both be in France. So yeah, that's news to me. Yeah, and it's he was talking through essentially saying like it's an obstacle that I've never had to deal with. Racing Point and Force India has always been in the same building, up in and they're in the UK as well. Yeah, they're near Silverstone, right next door. Like yeah, like literally hundred meters up the road. Yep. Um, and then. Yeah, that you know, that's a massive challenge to overcome. We've essentially got our engines and all our power being developed overseas, while our car shell and everything that goes on it is being developed here in the UK. I don't know; it's clearly not having is a massive one,
2: effect. Is one of the goals bringing them together?
0: They didn't mention that. <laughs> I,
2: I mean, that would be ideal, right?
0: Yeah, Surely,
1: You'd thinks so. But with the way that Formula One works, like, there's a lot of teams based in that UK region so it wouldn't shock me if they do in fact have it in the UK you know what I mean like everyone has a presence somewhere bar the Italian teams and Haas you know what I mean every other team has a presence in the UK yeah
0: absolutely I am because my takeaways from it is that I I hope they do well like the point of the sport is to see good competition I do also believe with you guys that Otmar's the man to take Alpine to the next level they are on the up and up through the years through Renault With Danny there, Danny's definitely left a good imprint on the team. He brought that up significantly while he was there. Definitely. Ocon snagged a win. Fernandez got a few podiums. Ocon's picked up another podium or two. They're they're
2: getting up there. They're not going too shabby this year as well.
0: No, they're doing quite well. I mean, despite the defects in Alonso's car.
1: (sighs) And how many he's been through. Yeah, exactly. Like, If they can get that reliability under wraps, it wouldn't shock me if Renault can find a... Alpine, they're Renault in my book. But yeah, if they can find a way to get themselves to that next level and all of a sudden they're challenging for that podium position and it becomes a four-way race. And it'd be really nice if four
0: works teams would be challenging for you know a chance for a win. It's how it should be. And that's the other interesting thing I guess we can talk about Alpine at the moment.
2: It'd be interesting the four motors as well.
0: Yes. And Alpine is the only team that doesn't have customers. For now. But now, yeah, with Porsche and Andretti and what was the other one?
1: Well, Andretti is going to be a Renault customer team if he gets the all clear.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's so hard to even predict on that with the rumour mill that's going on at the moment. Half the websites are saying like it's good and the other half of the websites are saying F1 wouldn't, like the other teams will never allow it. From what I read, Andretti needs to prove that they can
1: raise the revenue by $65 Before the top teams like Mercedes and Red Bull are all good with them coming in. Because it's $65 million that they're going to offset from our teams. Mm.
2: You boys talked about this last week a little bit, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. They put Horner on the spot in on at Miami and he said yes. <laughs> but I, 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 his words are words.
1: Yeah. So basically what's come out since then from what I've understood is total, like the big teams are a tentative yes provided they don't lose money. So, if Andretti can raise 65 million, like prove that they can raise the value by 65 million, then those top teams aren't losing as much money as they thought because it it roughly comes down to 6 million from every team would then go into that 11th team's prize money, is what they were talking about.
2: So, if they can boost the market in America.
1: No, no, no. Just boost the market overall.
2: But that's where they're going to get most of their money from. Yeah, obviously. but, But
1: if they can boost it and get that magical 65 number and can guarantee it, then every team will probably be on board. I
0: mean, I can buy a cap. I'll buy a cap. <laughs> that's like 80 bucks. That was the price of Miami for merch. The caps were gone for $85. It's fucking ridiculous. It was ridiculous, but, you know, 85 bucks, what's that? That's that's a lot for me. It's nothing. That That's a carton of piss in
1: a pack of Winnie Blues, mate. <laughs> it is. Well, actually, no, that's probably the tax on the Winnie Blues
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> um, Speaking of Red Bull... Christian Horner has come out and said that they are focusing on weight reduction. And a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about the weight, both the Ferrari and Red Bull were at equal weights. Um, and the point of this upgrade is essentially to help them with their low speed cornering, which is their big weak spot at the moment. Following that, he's also said that, and it's the same thing he said every race, is that Ferrari is still dominant. Ferrari will have the advantage in Spain. That's what they always say. Yeah, so I, I, I didn't read into it too much, but...
1: Did he forget there's
0: this big long ass
1: straight on the in the third sector for fucking Spain, where his car's
0: gonna absolutely rip Ferrari apart? I think it's just I think it's just so common for him to just say the same things over and yeah. over. He's and just replaced over again. Mercedes
1: with Ferrari now, hasn't
0: he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's a it makes for better PR for if you're like a diehard only support Red Bull, only read Red Bull stuff. It makes it gives you that like underdog feeling, which everybody looks for. Even though they're not even close to being an underdog. No, they're the world champion. <laughs> I mean, Max is the world champion. Mercedes is the world constructors championship. But that ain't happening this year. And also, well, constructors doesn't count. It does. It counts to prize money, mate. I know it counts to prize money, but... And wind
1: tunnel time, and literally everything. Yeah, it counts to the, the teams. Uh, like, where, no you, where you are in the pit lane, that, it counts to that too. Where you, where your box is, you have to. if you come last, you got to walk past everyone's box out the back. It's it's huge. You can't say the world <laughs> constructors doesn't mean shit. Okay, it means Imagine things. being Valtteri Bottas and happening to
0: walk past Mercedes every week now. Yeah, that'd be a great feeling at the moment. It's <laughs> <laughs> the best feeling in the world. Just walk past and be like, peace, bitches. Um, I'll see you in fifth place. Look, you're right. It does hold a lot of value for the actual Formula One teams and whatnot, but the counterpoint that I have to this is no one Gives a fuck about the constructors. No no fans really care. I do. Do you do you race? Um, I think I, Risos just learned that there's a
2: constructor's <laughs> championship no, no, no. as well. I weigh them equally. <laughs> Righto. <laughs> I think Jack's the only Formula Does One. Does that fence hurt your ass, mate? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: um but yeah, so look. I, I saw in that uh that interview as well, he talked about the lighter weight will make better tie deg which I think they're already beating Ferrari on.
1: Yeah, in Miami, Ferrari was struggling with right front
0: tyre deck. Yeah. It'd be devastating if they can get a leg up more oh, on tyre yeah. deck against Ferrari, though. Definitely. Um, But that's the Red Bull news. The only other news I found interesting was from Mercedes. So, Toto has said the mood overall for Mercedes F1 team is dull. They're not super happy. But... The interview was remarkably positive in the end. He says that the Miami upgrades were successful, and they obviously were. It's the best we've seen Mercedes this year. A lot a lot less porpoising. A lo- the porpoising was pretty much gone for them. Yeah. When you go side by side from the the race before to Miami, the camera shake has pretty much disappeared. Yep. He's also said that good data that they gather doesn't instantly equate to faster times. He's. I think the quote was something along the lines of, this is physics, not mystics. Essentially saying that, like, once we, once we discover this data and what we can do with it, it's going to take us a few weeks to fully implement it into the car, get the setups right, get the driver's heads around it, get them all sorted to really get the most out of these upgrades. So what you've seen with that improvement isn't the final improvement from this upgrade package that they've bought, which is only a good thing for both George and Lewis and Mercedes as a whole and the championship. Because it was successful, and they're going to continue to improve with what they've already bought and keep working on more upgrades. That's good. It also,
1: I guess this weekend's the litmus test for the no-side pods, in a way, because they did the Barcelona shakedown with them, and going forward, obviously, they've changed it in Bahrain, and it clearly hasn't been working for them. So do you feel like if the data is significantly different this weekend... As positive to side pods. Do you see them bringing them
0: back or what? I don't know if the upgrades they've bought will work with side pods. Maybe these upgrades that they've designed, because Mercedes is doing the, let's do a big upgrade package now. And then in another few weeks, do a big upgrade package now. And then in another few weeks, do another They're evolving the car Pokemon style, significant yes. changes. I don't know if what they're currently designing will work on a car with side pods. Is it that easy? That's my I, only thing. I don't know. I don't know either, but I'm just thinking like
1: it's a really good test because obviously you had the shakedown pre-Bahrain and they had those side pods on there and now they're coming back there with this new car. If they look at it and they look at the data, obviously Toto hasn't ruled out the idea of bringing them back.
0: And I guess what they could always do is if the car with side pods is better than the car without side pods plus upgrades, just throw it all in the bin. Yeah, start again. Yeah, they could do that.
2: While we talk about upgrades, one... Crazy conspiracy theory I had learned. Not learned. No, Check no, the no. clock. What are
0: we at? <laughs> 15. 15 minutes for the first conspiracy. <laughs> That's pretty good. What have we got?
2: George and uh, Lewis having different cars.
0: <laughs> what do you mean? You think that. Are you, one has
2: side pods, one doesn't have side pods, or some sort. Is that it? Oh, I don't think they can do that. I, okay. You know, technically they're not allowed. Although, to. although I or, have read that this weekend Aston Martin
1: are going to be running. A new spec car with daddy's son, and Seb has to ride the piece of shit.
0: Yeah, you're allowed to have slight differences. They did the same thing to Checo as well the year before. And obviously, fucking Stroll always gets
1: preferential treatment.
0: And I don't, I mean... Seb would be a better person to drive the new car. He'd provide better feedback, but, I mean, he does spin quite a bit. As well. You know what I
2: mean? Like I mean, if he's not spinning in it, then it's probably a good,
0: uh, good update. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Seriously. He didn't spin, they yeah. worked. It's his it's the car. He, he I don't think he's spinning it. The car's spinning him. That oh.
0: car is a fucking piece of shit. I said it last week and I'll say it again. They are the cyclists of <laughs> Formula One. I love that comment, by the way. That made me chuckle quite a bit. I look, I know it's not Seb doing it. He's just I think the reason he spins more than Lance is he's just faster and the car's
2: not good at that speed. No. He did outperform he met Miami in qualifying. That doesn't mean Stroll. Shit. Yeah, Stroll's which, shit. I, no, I was just was a bit amazed. I was like, "Whoa!"
0: No, Stroll is a weirdly good qualifier. Like when no one else is on the track that he has to compete with, he can put some pretty good stuff together. He's got it on pole before once hasn't yeah, he, as in well. Turkey in twenty twenty.
2: He say that, but then he crashed into Latifi.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: and keep in mind that pole position was when he was running the twenty nineteen Mercedes car.
2: That's true, and also crashing
0: into Latifi. I mean, who hasn't? Yeah, (laughs) At this point, it's hard to decide who was really at fault when you put all the evidence up there. It was definitely Stroll, but 100%. Always Stroll. But I told you I did research this week. That's the news I found. Have you guys got any news?
1: Well, yeah, my news was the Aston Martin thing. So they're bringing significant changes for Lance Stroll's car and they're going to run Seb in the old car and compare the data. Obviously, I mean, it's oranges to apples if the new car is good or not.
0: Yeah, I, I don't see what, even if it is an improvement, it's going to be like, we're coming last by less now. Not, we're coming 15th or anything like that.
1: Uh, Stroll could probably move to 12th from 14th.
0: Yeah, we now that we've said that, they're going to snag a fucking podium or some points. No. No. Yeah,
2: he did. No, he didn't. So no. one of the oh no he got points. he got one point yeah, he did right. after after Alonso fucking Alonso got, got a penalty yeah yeah so Stroll got a point last week so he
0: didn't really get one Alonso gave him one yeah <laughs> that, that's really what it is but now, anyway that's got to suck literally getting penalised being like okay I can live with that and then being like suck, beach here's another one yeah. it was bullshit
2: anyway the the only news I had was this the the jury news which is this yeah Hamilton
1: he's basically defying the FIA yeah just
2: point. Jordan it just taking the fine on the chin. And just being himself. So what he's
0: essentially going to be like? I'll pay whatever you make me pay, but I'm not taking. Is it his nose ring? Yeah, it's his nose ring because he can't actually get it out on his own. but that was his just excuse. the physio who never leaves his side can get it out. Yeah, I know. He's like the only driver with isn't someone it, who follows it, every step. What do you step. mean he can't get it out on his? No, own? That's
1: his excuse. He can't get it out on his own, and that's why he got the two race exemption. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not <laughs> cheating you. That's yeah. That was what it said in I, the FIA yeah. thing. Because
2: the FIA president came out. And was like, I'm not targeting him. First you say that we're on his side because we fired Ma- uh, Michael Massey. Now you're saying we're against him. It makes no sense where you're coming from.
0: They're like, you can keep the jury, but Michael's coming back. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, but, uh,
1: This whole thing has been explained. That, so when Mohammed bin Salman, that one, That uh, yeah, one. When he came into power and Niels Vidic and Eduardo Freitas became the race directors, he talked to them.
0: Can I just, before you keep going and you say anything else, I have no idea what words he's saying at the moment. (laughs) Like I don't know where this is leading. I've got no clue. (laughs) Look, this is what
1: the fucking article said, okay? So when Mohammed bin Suleiman came into power as the FIA president, he reached out to the new race directors who were Niels Vidic and Eduardo Freitas, and he asked them just to do an overhaul and look at what rules are being followed what aren't being followed, and just give him a rundown. Yep. And they basically discovered that this jewelry rule has never been enforced, the underwear thing's never been enforced, so that's why they're clamping down on it. It's like, no, it's a rule, let's clamp down on it. Let's let's use this as our statement maker.
0: And after last year with the rules sort of being followed and not being followed, I kind of get the stance of, well, if we're going to follow the rules, we need to follow all of them. Exactly, and that's why they're also the white lines the track limit now. It's not
1: the curb, it's not the... The grass it's not the bit of asphalt on the other side of the curb it's the white line now and that was a good decision but that they've cracked yeah. down on that as well so they they've cracked down on a bunch of rules but this one's being brought up because it's it's literally only targeting Hamilton because
2: it, out of everyone on the grid he's the only one with body piercings My only Someone could have a nipple piercing. But my my only problem Lando is... I would. <laughs> <laughs> my only problem is that it's a silly rule, and if they can put in a rule like they did at Melbourne, why can't they take out a rule that isn't that important?
0: I think that's completely fair. It's like, just like, do we need this one?
1: It is a safety thing because the, the, the reason behind it is that's exposed metal in a potentially extremely dangerous situation, i.e. Romain Grosjean Bahrain 2020. Imagine, now I know Roman has come out and said uh, the wedding ring sort of protected my hand a little bit, however. Yeah, that's just because he forgot his anniversary and he was trying to get back brownie points. <laughs> exactly. But no, seriously, like, it's it's one of those things where, like, that's exposed metal in a hot situation that could lead to severe damage if, like, it's, it's caught on fire. Like, imagine if Hamilton's in a, like, God forbid Hamilton's in a fucking explosion crash and the nose piercing melts. It's true. Like I, I that, understand. That, that's why it's the safety, the safety things coming into it, and it's the same with the underwear as well. Now, in my uh, eyes, I just wear my comfy undies underneath my, over my, uh, with my fireproofs
2: over the top. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is the FIA have insurance? On, like, is that the problem? Like, they'll have to pay for? No, it's not an insurance thing. It's, it's a
1: rule thing, and they want the rules followed. They just
2: because these rule. rules
0: are contestable in court. Exactly. Yeah, that's what
2: I mean. Like, is it? Yeah, like if it comes down to it, half his face gets burnt off. I feel like it the FIA going, "Well, it's your it's your fault," and then he goes, "Well, you're supposed to pay for my medical." Yeah, thing, exactly. I, 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 I'd notes. imagine
1: it's something to do with that. It's to prevent the FIA from being sued if someone has a horrific accident, survives, but half their face has been burnt off because they got body piercings in their face.
2: Yeah, because next thing someone comes around, I mean, the and person it, eyebrow ring, and then yeah, because that's, cause that's really one thing the FIA president said was, "I wish." Lewis is just a role model in this situation and not a, not defying it.
0: I mean, if Nicky was still alive, we'd ask him his thoughts on it. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Speaking of Nicky, let's let's throw to Charles over the weekend.
1: Oh, yes. Before we forget,
0: how can that man not drive his home track? It's a shit track. And it was in an old school car that he's got no experience in. But it's in.
1: one of the most his. Story cars in F.Y.A. history.
0: For anyone who doesn't know, Charles was driving Nicky Laudas, what year was it? Like a 60s? 60s? 70s car. A 70s, 70s, car 70s car around Monaco and he absolutely crashed it right so to what, walls.
1: So Charles actually described it as he just pushed it a bit too hard into Rascals, lost the rear brakes and put it in the wall. Is, well,
2: is this premonition for Monaco in two It's weeks. not just premonition. <laughs> it's this practice. Is, this is exactly it's what's going to happen. <laughs> he's,
0: he's warming up, making sure he's like, yep. That'll do it nicely. I'll get first in qualifying. I'll crash it right here, and then I'll do the same thing in the race, and it won't matter anyway. Exactly. And then Carlos will win the race. That's I oh, mean, that's a big prediction. Stanley. It's not my
1: prediction, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying like that's what that's what he's thinking. He's like, I'll do this, and then
0: Carlos can win. All oh, right, he's doing a favour for Carlos. I tell you what, you would feel so bad crashing that car. Oh, he felt horrible. Like you can see the
1: photos of him, just like. On the rear tire, just head down. He's like, fucking hell. I'm in
0: trouble. I mean, they'll rebuild it. But they won't be happy about it. They won't be happy about it. And also, here's the thing. It's going to be so hard to rebuild because they're not made from any of the same shit they used to be. Exactly. Also, so expensive. Lucky, Luckily, Ferrari gets $75
1: million from the FIA. Classic. Classic Ferrari. Anyway,
0: I think that's all our news, isn't it? That's about else. it. Oh, my, my thoughts on the Lewis Hamilton thing. How much is the fine? $250,000 or up to $250,000. That's nothing for him. He gets paid like, what, $48 million a
1: year? More than me.
2: Yeah. Look, I... You should get a sponsor with him like Jordan did. <laughs> <Be> like <laughs> <laughs> He's, he, He's he
0: rocks it. out with the next nose ring just being a dollar sign. Yeah. <laughs> I no, guess
1: fucking what's a what's a jewellery company? Michael, Michael Hill Jewelers sponsors his nose ring. Yeah, he puts a Michael Hill Jewel and no, nose ring, and Michael Hill pays for the fucking fine. Yeah. <laughs>
0: if anyone, he'd go with Frank Ocean's jewellery line for
2: well,
1: sure. I
0: had no idea that was the first one. <laughs> Is Michael yeah. Hill still even in business? <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Do I look like I buy jewellery? <laughs> I mean, just because my ears are pierced doesn't mean I buy jewellery.
2: Oh, that's right. I forget you've got your ears pierced. Don't see him under the headphones. Oh uh, yeah, not re- yeah, more stretchy. Yeah, they're stretchy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Andy, start us off with your track facts,
1: mate. Uh so the circuit de Barcelona Catalunya is four point six seven five kilometers for one lap. They do sixty six laps. And now this is this is gonna be a happy moment because guess who has the lap record here?
2: Hamilton. No
1: Big Dick <laughs> Danny Rick has it at one eighteen forty four. Wow! And the, the record wins at the ground are tied between Lewis and Michael at six wins.
0: It's a, it Barcelona is a track of domination. So Lewis has won it essentially six times on the trot. Yep, Before Lewis, Fernando got it two or three times in a row. And then Michael had it for essentially six. Uh, you forgot Pasta in there. Pasta got one. Yeah. But it's also like, it's the only race Pasta Maldonado won but it's also his worst track too cuz he didn't classify we'll get to that later all right fine but
1: another track fact for you the first race was held at this circuit in 1991 and it has held the grand prix since it's been
0: around for ages like they've been racing it's one of the earliest grand prix in Europe's history too mm-hmm. they've been racing they've been racing in spain for years
1: forever and it's like it's gone back between like harraf al algra
0: valencia um it held Spain's also held the Grand Prix of Europe once or twice. Yeah, so Valencia had the
1: Grand Prix of Europe for Right,
0: break. and were they running Barcelona at the same time? I no, they think wouldn't have so. been. so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, true.
1: Cuz they ran Nürburgring and Hockenheim at the same time. And they right. don't do a European Grand Prix anymore, do they? No.
0: They just do the countries. Yeah.
1: Which makes sense. Yeah, it does. You don't need a continent one as well. No. Nah. The only continent one you need's the uh the Australian Grand Prix. Yeah.
0: You got any more track facts? It's quick. It's a quick track.
1: Like, fuck, 1 minute 18
0: is the fucking lap record. But that was before they added... Or was that after they That's added That's after, because they
1: added the chicane in 2007. Which is very controversial. Yes, yeah, so let's talk about that chicane, because I fucking hate it. You don't like the chicane. Right. No one likes the chicane. Sector
0: 3, down the bottom, there is an annoying little kink in the road that essentially ruins the end of the race. After
2: the straight?
1: Oh. So No, no, no. So basically, um, you go down, do the hairpin, you loop up, you do like a, a curvy loop bit and it leads, starts stretching down, then it's a little chicane that sucks, then it loops onto the straight. What it used to be, and what the fucking,
0: the map at the ground has, is it used to just loop around to the map. So, straight. you know how every track will have, like, painted on the ground and be like, welcome to this country, here's the thing. Spain actually has the map of the track painted next to it, and it's the old layout. They don't <laughs> they have an updated it with the chicane in there. So, the track that you see on at the, the track isn't what they actually race. And yeah, though that
1: Chicane ever since like it was implemented for safety. Like that that's the whole reason they did it, because the sweeping left hander that they used to have there, like it used to be full pelt and if you got it wrong, you go into a wall and potentially die. Awesome. I, I understand their reason to bring it in. They've just brought in the worst possible configuration they could have. It removed a massive passing area as and, well. And so a lot of people ta- would overtake down there and now you can't. You can't overtake in anywhere in that area.
0: It's just you're stuck behind someone for another lap. And it negates like that, it negates cars going through next to each other setting them up for that last straight. Yes. And that's why a lot of the fans don't like it because that straight is huge, super quick and it stops cars. DRS has helped with it a little bit. Yeah, but not much. Not not much. Not from what we used to have to what we now currently have. And there's an easy solution
1: to it without bringing back that dangerous sweeping right-hander.
0: Loop-de-loop. That, definitely. No, I was going to say... <laughs> bigger runoff.
1: off No, um, literally just change that. Instead of going um, curving it, just fucking make it a straight right-hander.
0: Make it 90 degrees, force it to it slow not, down. Yeah,
1: it slows them down, goes around the corner, and then they go down the straight, and then they loop onto the main straight. That would be the simplest solution, don't you agree? Hundred percent. It gives them a hard braking zone, which also creates another passing opportunity. And if you fuck that up, you gotta you can line them up on the straight, get in the slipstream, then get DRS. Makes sense. Simplest, simple solution. FIA. Yeah. I'm only I'm only worth a hundred thousand a year. Give Andy a job. Thank you.
0: He does <laughs> too much. I like Spain, and I know you guys don't like Spain, but here's why I like Spain. I'm excited for it now. It's classic track, which means we have gravel traps. It's not a street circuit. Yes. That is the one thing I'm really looking forward to this weekend. It's a racetrack, which means drivers can absolutely send it. They can make errors. They can recover. If you're good, you can sneak through a gravel trap and get back on. If you're not, you just beat yourself. And If you're Latifi. (laughs) There's not a huge amount of walls to hit. Exactly. You're just going to bin it into a gravel trap this weekend. Yep. There's a couple of technical areas of the track, too, that really push the drivers. Like, all the turns... Uh, it's a lot of like slow corners where you've got to really slow down to get through. Where Ferrari will be a lot stronger than Red Bull this weekend. They will. They definitely will. The other things I like about Spain, particularly the track, is there's a bunch of elevation. You essentially start on the flat, you race up the side of a hill. The third sector is racing back down the hill through all the turns onto the flat main straight. And it's a beautiful location too. Spain's so beautiful. And it's, it's in Barcelona. Everyone likes Barcelona.
1: So you know, it is a decent track. However, bring back F. Yeah, that's what that's my mix
0: only it track. up. We, how much we're mixing everything up? Look, if the FAA wants the best dream calendar of all time, just go listen to one of our episodes. There's literally two pick episodes,
1: from. two episodes ago. Just maybe not do the alphabetical one. That might kill <laughs> the drivers. <varieties.
0: laughs> and if you pick Reese's, take him with you. He's got some sights yeah. to see. <laughs> do you wanna? We've got a new section we're actually adding to the show, Reese. I don't think we've told you this yet, but we're for every race now, we want to kind of do a from the past section where we open up the vault because Andy knows everything about this sport and we draw out some old school knowledge from him.
2: I like it. I'm
0: really excited. Andy, (laughs) a short view back to the past. 16 years ago, Nicky Loud, I can't even do this. I can't even remember the whole (laughs) question. It goes for like seven minutes. What have you got? Okay, so I thought this week,
1: this is the this is the first Spanish Grand Prix under these new regulations. Let's take it back to twenty fourteen when the Spanish Grand Prix was ran under new regulations,
0: and let's have a look at that race because it was a it was a pretty wild race. If I have to guess, I'm I'm going to say what twenty fourteen. That was a Lewis year winning the
2: championship, wasn't it? Or was yes. that yeah and the start of the turbo that was the
0: start of the turbo hybrid era
1: which is the last major significant change in formula 1 history which is why i chose it and so i've been looking into it and i'm going to start with qualifying because guess what my first fact about this track was
2: um uh, first qualified first and came first no nah, that's not a good that's fact that's not a good fact
1: no, <laughs> this is the first time past me ah someone didn't qualify in the hundred percent, uh hundred and seven percent, um, limit.
0: I know this, so you do I know this. Yeah, I know it was Pasamaldonado, but can you explain this non-classification before we okay, jump into yeah, it? This, that went ha- over ha- my yeah. head a little bit. Okay. So, hundred and
2: seven percent.
1: Yes.
0: So, according to Google
1: and Wikipedia, the greatest knowledge in all of humankind history, it's a modern-day library of Alexandria. Uh the hundred and seven percent rule. During the first phase of qualifying, any driver who fails to set a lap time within 107% of the fastest Q1 time will not be allowed to start the race. However, in exceptional circumstances, which could include a driver setting a suitable time in practice, he may be allowed to race, which is exactly what happened to Pasta. He did not qualify within the 107% in Q1. So and essentially, you can only be a certain
0: amount slower than whoever came first yes. in Q one. You can only be one hundred and seven percent slower.
1: Is so that, basically, he d- what was his time? Let's does have that still happen today?
0: Yes, that rule is still in. They, ne- they never enforce it though. But yeah, this was back when there were more cars on the grid. Yes. So, oh, okay.
1: so just for your knowledge, the Q one time for Lewis Hamilton. Oh, sorry, it was Nico Rosberg who got P one in Q one. He was at one twenty six point seven. Hasta qualified 132.8. So 126 to
0: 132. There's not a lot of room for error there, there is there? There
1: really it? isn't. And he had to appeal to the stewards at the end of qualifying. And because he'd set like a reasonable time in practice, that was the only reason he was allowed to race. Wait, did you say he won? No, he didn't win oh. that year. <laughs> Two years previously, he famously won in a Williams, and it was Williams' okay. last victory. And. Do you want to know who the team principal was in that race for Williams? Because he's a very famous man that we all know and love, or some love. Uh, It wasn't Frank. No. Otmar? No, it was Toto.
0: Toto was a Williams principal.
1: He was at Williams at this time. I don't know if he was team principal, but he was definitely at Williams in the photo. Pastor
0: Toto. There you go. There you go. Because Pastor was just one of those, I mean, look. He could take anybody out. He was great look, at it. He, he <laughs> crashed into <everybody. laughs> him, and Nikita,
1: him and Nikita Mazepin could give each other a run for their money on who's the worst driver.
0: I'd say Pasta. Look, Nikita's the worst human. I'd still say Pasta's <laughs> the worst driver. But, like, because Pasta had pace, and that's why he was yeah. dangerous, because he was always in the pack, punting people off the track. Nikita could never get close enough to hit anybody. That's fair enough. But, yeah, like, he's punted
1: Lewis off from a winning position. Like, he was a bad driver. Funnily enough... Max Verstappen has a nickname for Shane Ben-Gisbergen in the V8s because they're friends. And he
0: calls him Pasta because Shane always punts him off in online racing. <laughs> That's how bad of a rep Paul Pasta I had. Like, good media personality. He was like, he was a people's champ of the sport. Everybody kind of loved him. But, man, if you were going into any corner and you checked your mirror and you saw Pasta was behind you, it was like, yeah, it's a 50-50 if I'm making this corner. <laughs> I genuinely would... Drill everybody like win by intimidation, yeah. Yeah, but the problem was he'd always take himself out too. (laughs) It was constant, constant. Uh, yeah, that's historically the only kind of stuff I've got is that it's just a dominated track, yeah. People win year after year after year. Well, this was
1: the start of Lewis's domination at Spain because he won that year in 2014, and
0: he won all the way up to 2020, didn't he? Something like that, yeah. And he's just incredible there too. Oh, no, no,
1: no, no, no. Because 2016. 2016. They took each other out. No. Well, yeah, but also it was the first victory for uh, the podcast's second favorite driver. I say that because two of us love him. Nico. Max.
0: I'm so bad at picking my favorites. I did this with the Red Bull (laughs) ring two weeks ago. You're like, it's your favorite track. And I was like, turkey. (laughs) (laughs) No, this is Max. It was his first race in a Red Bull and he won. That's He was... Debut for Red Bull, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. like It was either 2016 or 2017. It was one of those years. And yeah, very first race, he won it. Yep. Incredible.
0: He's got talent, that kid. He's going to be a world champion again. I, Without a doubt. Without, with how long he's going to race for, when you think about it, Lewis has got six and he's been racing for 10, 12 years now. He's been racing in Formula One since
1: 2007.
0: Since they brought this
1: fucking chicane in. 15.
0: Yeah. 15 years, right? And Lewis has got six. Max is every bit as talented as Lewis. If not more, I, yeah. If not more, and only time will tell too. Like it's we can't put a definite
2: mark no, we on can't. that yet.
0: But time, time will definitely tell. So, hundred and
2: seven rule. Hundred and seven rule. Will it happen again this year? No, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so.
0: They rarely enforce Nikita's it. Nikita's not have. on the grid, yeah, and they rarely enforce it. There's no point cause like, but
2: should they kick stroll off and just say you can't race today? Oh, imagine that! <laughs> if Stroll was the one who had to appear, well, or who, whoever's got the bad car this week, or Vettel. No, no, Vettel's no, no, got the bad no. car. Yeah, I know, but I don't want Vettel I don't miss. want Vettel out. I want Stroll yeah. out. So do I. Yeah, what happens if the upgrades are
0: so bad? <laughs> <laughs> he did. They just don't let him on. They're like, sorry, buddy.
1: But yeah, that's really it for historic that I brought in. Like, like it's a very
2: dominated track. Like Michael dominated there. Fernando's dominated there. If whoever wins this week, um, yeah, whoever. Whoever wins this week, do you reckon they'll dominate for the next couple years?
1: Well, I'm pretty sure Max won last year, so I think
2: this could be a continuation
1: of Max's domination.
0: Yeah, the only thing that will stop him will be Charles or Carlos. It's a home race for Carlos. He's going to want to do well. It's a home race for Fernando. He'll want to do well.
1: Fernando's the only Spanish driver that's ever won, so can we get a second one?
0: it would be nice to see, especially winning in front of his home crowd. That would be special. Hopefully his dad acts like Checo's dad. Oh, dude, Checo's dad went berserk when he won. He was hugging everybody. He was cra- It was the best. It was so super exciting. I have a couple of from the past facts I'd like to add. Okay. So the most did not finishes goes to Rubens Barrichello with seven. So seven times he started there, he didn't make the end. Kimi has the second most DNFs there with six. So it's a bit of a boogeyman track for old mate Kimi. Not that he has to worry about it anymore. He doesn't have to worry about anything anymore. To be fair, I don't think he ever worried about anything ever, except from <laughs> his gloves, his steering wheel, and his drink. It's the only three uh, things he's cared about. And a microphone in front of his face. He hates them. <laughs> uh, historically, only the top five ever finish on the podium. I think there's only been a handful of races where someone from outside the top five has made the top step.
2: The top five coming into it are for the championship leads or the top five in qualifying? Top five Quality. qualifying.
0: Okay. Yep. So... That's why I think this week qualifying is going to be a must watch because that top five sets the podium with a little bit of shake up. Yeah. And I don't, with the racing changing and the new regs making overtaking more acceptable, I still think that lead group's just going to jump. You've got four guaranteed cars who will put second, seconds, get seconds ahead from everyone yeah. else. And then it's just whoever sneaks up into fifth place. George. We'll fifth, Yeah, and it's probably going to be George. It will be one of the Mercedes. No, it's going to be George. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you now,
1: that kid has not finished outside the top five yet. I don't see that ending this weekend.
0: Let me just check what I wrote down in my recommendations. We'll see if I think it's ending. I don't think it's ending. Uh, <laughs> Dave thinks it's ending, I think. Hold on. Yeah, or I don't it? think Dave had him in there. No,
1: Dave doesn't. No, that'll come later on. Yeah, it Let's move on. What's next?
0: Next is
1: what we think is actually going to happen. Latifi's going in the gravel trap. You've seen Latifi go off again. He had a clean race. So yeah. he's due for he's another had, one. So he's had two clean races in a row. I don't see him making the hat trick.
0: I I think, and you know, on a, a little bit of a more serious note, I think this is going to be a Ferrari track.
1: Uh I think think sectors two and three will be Ferrari. I think sector one will be Red Bull. Yeah. You know what? With that straight. Yeah. That's the only reason is that that's straight. And potentially even sector three could be Red Bull too. it It'll be touch and go because it's a mix. It's slow corners and then one big half of a long straight. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, it is true. I, I still think Ferrari's got it. I just had that gut feeling when I was doing my notes for the show, when I had a look at the map, how the year's going. Charles has been kind of jumped by Max two or three times. Carlos is at home and he's got that home field advantage. I don't know if there's any actual data to support a home field advantage, but it definitely (laughs) helps. Yeah, I just... I feel deep down that I think Ferrari's going to eke out some more points. Not that I want them to, being a Max fan,
2: but yeah, I just... We we haven't seen that many upgrades from Ferrari either, so are they going to bring some... Not, or soon? I don't believe
0: so. No, and in that big article I read earlier, Mattia Bonono came out and said that with how the cost cap works this year, you can't just throw money at the wall and make seven new wings and see which one's best. You have to be really, really judicious about what part of the car you're going to develop, limiting the amount of prototypes you make, and really going data-first development instead of, well, we think this will work, let's just fix it, so... That's taken Ferrari by a little bit of surprise because they've always had an insane amount of money. And their previous development strategy, which we've seen over the years, was let's try 10 things. Okay, two work. Let's try another 11 things. And eventually they build up their upgrade package. This year, they can't do that. It costs too much. There's not enough money to splash around furiously on upgrades. So they're taking a very slow, dedicated approach. I think they're going to look at their floor first. That's what I've been reading. For their tyre dig.
1: They want to bring the weight down to prevent tyre dig. They're also going to look at their front arrow as well to try and fix the tyre dig. But other than that, um, Ferrari will probably bring upgrades. Maybe in a few weeks they'll bring their first batch. Because I feel like they're they're in the process of developing them in in Maranello. Maranello? Yeah, I said Magello
0: then. Nah, Uh, Yeah. That's They haven't really announced anything big. They've done very minor tweaks up until this point. But that's just,
2: they're, due, they're due for one. So yeah, 100%. Do, when's
0: it coming? Two or three weeks. Azerbaijan, maybe. I,
1: I reckon it'll be, not Monaco, the, the first European race after Monaco, whenever that is, which off the top of my head, I can't tell you. It's
2: after Canada and then they come back.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking.
0: So I think we have got a few
1: more months with this
0: Ferrari, and they
1: don't really
0: need. The only thing that I would say they would bring would be lighter components of what yeah. they currently have. But yeah, they're, that they're, would be
2: it. They're bleeding points in a way. It won't be. It, so if,
0: did Red Bull at the start. Yeah, and only from Carlos's DNFs as well. Both like the, those cars are really equal in a lot of ways. Yes, and I don't think them not bringing upgrades is going to hamper them anytime soon. No, it. The only thing that's really kind of put the brakes on them has been Carlos's bad luck the last few weeks. The same as what got Red Bull off to the slow start was the car died on their drivers, Max twice, Checo once. Exactly. It's it's that's what it comes down to. It's just Carlos keeping it on the track and
1: Charles keeping his head cool. They'll get they'll score the points they need to get. Like they'll they'll have a target for this weekend. They're probably not thinking, yeah, we're gonna come out and get Max points. But if we walk away with thirty points between the two drivers. That's a successful weekend. You know
0: what I mean? Damage limitations to the finest. And with how this championship's teeing up this year, I guess the team philosophies are changing from when it was a a Max v. Lewis, it was, where we only need to care about one driver getting the points and one driver there being able to play support. But now with Ferrari and Red Bull in very similar cars with very similar level of talent drivers... Charles is right up there. Carlos is up there. Perez is definitely one of the most talented drivers on the grid. That philosophy has to change from, in their strategy of being like, okay, it's now about collective points. Is a second and third better than a first and someone in six? Definitely. As long as they're focusing on that, teams are going to walk away happier. And we're seeing that change in the way the team principals are speaking to the media. It's not this, well, you know, Max is doing this now. It's we, and everyone's got that more team-based focus, which I'm really enjoying for the championship because it's made it super exciting. Exactly. That being said, I don't think we'll see a huge amount of stuff happen in the race itself. Unless there's a safety car, which there inevitably will be. I think it's going to be a standard one. Quality is going to be the thing that really is the most interesting
2: part. With the... Gravel traps. Do you reckon it'll just be a virtual safety car? Or do you reckon we'll see a safety it'll car? It'll depend on where the,
1: where the incident happens and at what point on the track they pulled yeah. off. Because there's some gravel traps that are on the inside. Those ones I feel like they'll have to pull a full safety car yeah. for. If they're... A, a, end of turn one? Full uh, safety car. You reckon? Just
0: the, the risk of crash. That's yeah, maybe. that's
1: actually a good point. Turn one will be a safety car. Turn six... Oh no! Sorry, turn nine. The little kink going down the two straights. If you're far enough away at that in that trap, they'll probably call that a virtual. You know what I mean? Down the back straight to in the DRS zone to the hairpin. That would be a safety car due to safety as well.
0: Yeah, it's just they have a really stringent guidelines on when and where to call it. Yeah. In my personal preference, I I wish that all of it was just standard safety car. Yeah, fuck the makes, virtual safety. It makes car. it so exciting. And when. And I know it sounds like a weird way to look at making good racing, but bunching the grid up, even through driver error and like safety issues, does make for better racing and annoys a lot of people. NASCAR proves that because NASCAR always
1: bunches the field and it's just exciting racing at all times. There's always someone passing someone.
0: They do. I tell you what a sport that rarely uses a safety car, though, is in motorbikes. Any sort of Grand Prix motorbike racing, unless there is significant risk to people they just kind of go play on because there's you know they're tiny and yeah. like one one marshal will just hoik the bike up and run it off yeah, the yeah. track there's not much debris coming off them what is interesting though and I know this is a Formula 1 show but if you like motorsport you like motorsport right yeah if if there is a crash in the motorbikes and there's marshals on the track getting them out of there and another driver crashes in a similar position that could put them at risk they cop a penalty
2: the marshals? No. The, the, the <laughs> second crasher, the second
0: rider will be like, well, even though you know you're doing your best because we're under yellows, you're not allowed to crash there, naughty boy. You could have hurt somebody. Not only did you crash and ruin your race, here's a bloody penalty too. It happened the other day. That's why I know that. That's funny. Yeah. And yeah, I guess the only other main point is we bag out street circuits so much that despite... It might be a boring race. I think we really need to have that positive celebration of it's a classic circuit track. And we want to see more of those. They do make for more interesting races because they allow the drivers to push harder. The risk of destroying a car isn't 100% on these tracks. You crash in Miami, you're going to break your car. Here, you're going to get a bit of gravel in it and you can just kind of sweep it out. Teams should punish the drivers if they do it and make drivers sweep out the gravel. Seb definitely would do it himself. He does everything himself. Inspector Seb, we might see him back soon. Hey, he it's was upgrade inspecting. season.
1: He was inspecting. I think it was two weeks ago at Emly. He was looking at a few cars. I was like, oh Yeah,
0: that's what they've done. Do you reckon? Surely, being such an intelligent racer that he is, he's he would be collecting good information from that, right? Oh,
1: definitely. He also likes fucking with him. He's like, I'm going to go touch the front wing. <laughs> yeah, that
0: would, didn't. Lose. That was
1: the funniest. Goddamn radio message I've ever heard. What happened again? So was it Lewis that touched, or was it? no, it was Max. Max touched Lewis's wing when it the was flexi, The flexi wing yeah. saga. He was looking at it and he's like, that that is more than normal. And he's touched it and copped a twenty-five thousand dollar final, fifty thousand dollar final, whatever.
0: I want to say it was like two hundred and fifty. It was a no, not know
1: It was only it was it was definitely five figures. It wasn't six. It definitely was five. I can't count anyway. Anyway, so. At the end of that and after the penalties come out, Seb's pulled into the pits and he's on the radio and he's like, I'm going to go touch the front wing. His radio engineer's like, what? Don't do
0: that. He's like, I'm going to go touch it. (laughs) (laughs) At that point though too, they weren't really nice to Seb. They didn't like him joking around. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure they didn't take it too well. They definitely didn't take it too well. They probably had a little naughty talk with him, but I thought it was
1: funny. I like Seb when he's having a good giggle. Oh, Seb's one of the best shit stirrers in the sport. Definitely. And the best part about that whole fiasco was after that, I think later that night, they just posted a video of Seb touching everyone's car. <laughs> like, from previous years, Seb just got up, touching
0: a wing, kicking a tyre. Just like, oh, yeah, that's how you've done it. Stealing a steering wheel. Exactly. Um, it, Another interesting fact, completely not what we're talking about, but isn't one of the teams using a wheel designed by... Kimmy, yeah. So uh, Romain Grosjean did a video a few weeks back
1: on Roman Grosjean, well Roman official on YouTube, and he pulled out the the half steering wheel that Gunther gifted both him and Magnussen at the end of 2020. And one of the things I picked up on the video is like, yep, this is the wheel, and as you can see, RG8 for me, and then there's a KR7 because this wheel was designed by Kimi Raikkonen.
0: Do you think that because of the cost cap that K mag had to smash open his gifted steering wheel and plug that back <laughs> into his car. This <laughs> 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 is just, just like goodness is like you're back but bad news we're also out of cash. Bring your trophy that's going that we we need another wheel.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I doubt that that's what happened, but I thought I just thought it was really nice cuz Roman literally went through and he was describing what each button did. Um so obviously you got your P button for the pit limiter, your N for neutral. But you've
0: also got a replica steering wheel. Too, I don't do.
1: You? Uh, my racing sim is a Ferrari steering wheel replica and the one thing I did notice is the one thing that they don't have on the replica wheel that I have and the one that Roman has is they've got knobs on the thumb parts and there's a lever and it's a quick quick button so if you want to quickly change your let's say you want to change your brake differential you flick it to three and then change it on your wheel like that when you're mid-corner and that's when so like you see Fernando go mental mid-corner change and shit He's probably got four settings and he's changing them at all times. So you can essentially have quick
0: map. Yeah, basically he's quick map map for essential things that he's always using. And the drivers make, I think, this is coming out of the memory from a few years ago, but the drivers make essentially on average 96 car adjustments per lap.
1: Yeah, something ridiculous
0: like that. And I just, as someone who loves the sport and also like, we all play the games, we all race on them. I can't fathom going at their speed doing what they're doing, battling, and actively changing the setup of the car to get the best out of it. It blows my mind that I, they're capable of that. I can't even look down and look at my shift lights. No, no, seriously. The second, I don't... If you haven't played the F1 game and you've got an Xbox on Game Pass, get it. It's really, really hard. I'm terrible at it. But the second, even if my engineer pops up and is like, hey, buddy, we're going to do this, I, do, I just crash. I can't focus. Yeah. Well, one it's,
2: thing, I don't... I, I Why don't they preset it and just go next corner, next corner? Like, they ban that. Oh, okay, because I thought I saw that somewhere, and then I'm and I'm like, surely that makes sense. You just program your whole lap no. in there, and you just go next program, next co- program, next program.
0: So that teams used to kind of do that with what was called, you know, how Lewis had his party mode. They had engine map preset modes. Yeah. When they kind of threw that out, they threw out, and we don't know for sure, but this is my conspiracy. And let's be real, all the teams were definitely doing this. And teams have gotten in trouble. Every now and then you see footage of someone being like, hmm, they're making an adjustment on the wheel that they shouldn't be making, where they do have, like, sometimes have a secret mapping. I think maybe two years ago, it might even have been one of the McLaren drivers got in trouble for having an extra setting that was doing quick changes on behalf of the whole setup. I know someone got told. I don't, I don't remember that, to be yep. honest. Also... It's very possible that I'm making all of that up. <laughs> it's very, very possible, but I'm pretty sure that I've once had a dream, and in that dream, someone got in trouble for that.
1: So clearly Jack's making up stories again. It's good. Yeah. He, he is the space cadet.
0: I have a tinfoil blanket that I sleep under. <laughs> 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 Fucking hell. Do we have...
2: Risa, what do you think is going to happen this race? Uh, I've never really seen Spain, apart from the Would you like dance. to go there? Oh, I would love to go there. Barcelona would be a beautiful city. Um, yeah, hopefully it's it's a, it's a nice race. He's hoping.
0: Well, in lieu of that, I would kind of like to add a little bit, something that we haven't done before and something that I've noticed that we've kind of neglected and that's a quick run through through the championship standings. Yeah, all right, let's do it. So I have here, uh, we'll do the drivers first. Andy, leave me alone. I've done the constructors too. Good. I'm only going in the drivers, the top 11. And there's a very specific reason I picked 11, not 10. And I'm going to do the top five constructors. Because I, th- I don't want to bore anybody with a long list. If you really care that much, look it up. It's on the website. It's a, Yeah. And even if you just type F1 into Google, it will spoil it for you. Because it just pops up straight away. But Charles is in first with 104. Max is in second with 85. So that is under a race win away if one of them do you Right? 25 points for a win.
1: Look, I can't do the quick
0: math. And 85 to 104 is 24 points. Is it? Reese? Tell me. Yeah. Yeah! Uh, Third place is Perez on 66, followed by Russell 59, Sines 53, Hamilton 36, Norris 35. There's that big gap. There's that big gap. Might
2: be 19.
0: Sorry. Uh, Yeah, Norris 35, Bottas in 30, Ocon on 24. That was my surprise. Ocon's in the top 10. That is shocking. I can't believe that. K. Mag is 10th, and here's the reason why I went to 11. Daniel Ricciardo's in 11th That's fair. On 11 points.
1: He's going to get more soon. Though.
0: He absolutely will get more points soon. And for the constructors, Ferrari's in first with 157. It's a lot closer than the constructors, too. Yeah. Ferrari 157, Red Bull 151, Mercedes 95. There's the massive gap as well. A huge drop-off. But the point differential in how it goes is so extreme. It's what, 25, 20. 25, 18, 15. There you go. Like, you snag wins, you make a
1: lead. Is fifth place 10 points? I want to say fifth. Okay, I definitely want George to get fifth now just purely because of what you just said. Yep. He's on 59 points. He only needs 10 more.
0: Nice. That's dinner for two, Trav, if you're listening.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, McLaren is in fourth on 46 points, which is good to see. The majority of that is from leno Norris. Who I do dislike, but he's clearly talented. Leave me alone. And then Alpha Romeo in a position I bet they never thought they'd be in in fifth place with 31 points. How could they not? They've got Valtteri. I, look,
2: Valtteri is
0: fucking
1: killing it.
2: He is. He was so close to beating Mercedes last week. I was a bit...
1: Made a mistake. Um, one
0: mistake on the light, Yeah.
1: You know, Alpha weren't even that mad about that. They were just like, man, it's the Mercedes. You made one mistake. It's fine. You still got a bunch of points.
0: I think they're just so stoked that they're like... Oh my Holy god. Holy shit. We we're on points. TV. No, more importantly, they're like, we're on TV now. <laughs> We've been in the sport forever. We're on TV. And they're loving that. Yep. That's, I look, I think we won't do this every week. I don't want to bore people with numbers, but every color Races will give you an update of where the teams are kind of sitting. Yep. It is now time to go through our top fives. So Dave's not here this week. He doesn't have a good excuse. I want to make that very, very clear. He's at work on night shift, which means he couldn't make it, as if you wouldn't put this in front of your very well-paying job. Anyway, do we want to give his top five? We absolutely can. Did you write it down? I've got it right I here. I
1: also my, wrote it down. I told you I was ready this week. I'm going to read it. You fuck, go for It's it. my championship that I'm running. If you <laughs> want to be the host, Randy, you can be the host. I don't want to be the host. I just want to do this. <laughs> this is the one thing I'm happy to host because it's my idea. Anyway, Davey. Has Norris in fifth, Sainz in fourth, Perez in third, Verstappen in second, and
2: Leclerc in first. Oh, that went backwards. That would confuse me. Good. I was going to say, (laughs) because I was reading the list, I
0: was like, I've fucking written this down (laughs) wrong. You always go go five to first, don't you? Yes. I like going five to first.
1: It does add a bit of mystery to it. It does add suspense, even though I didn't pause at one. (laughs) It it definitely
0: adds suspense, considering we all have very similar picks, because there's four drivers you're obviously going to pick, and there's one wild card who's obviously Russell. Yeah, so for me, <laughs> Leclerc, oh, so this is first first to fifth. Leclerc in first, Max in second, Sainz in third, Perez in fourth, and Russell in fifth. Okay. I really decided to shake it up this week. Yeah, you fucking...
1: What about you, Race? I'll do mine last. Thinking, I d- didn't write it
2: down, kind of going off the cuff here. God, but this
1: means he'll pick something stupid. He's going to put Alonso in there again, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> that was <silly>. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. First, Alonso.
2: First, Max. I reckon he might keep his reign up. Nice. Uh, second, Leclerc. Third, I'll give to Sainz for his home race. Fourth, Perez. Fifth, let's go Bottas. I like it. I like that. I thing. thought
0: I genuinely sat there was like... oh. Do I put Bottas in as the wild card? And I was yeah. like, and then I looked at the scoreboard. I was like, I really want to beat Andy, so I, I kind of <laughs> stacked my deck. <laughs> I thought about it. If I look, if I was in Dave's and Reese's place, I'd be picking silly stuff too. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Mr. Sunday hasn't really been Mr. Sunday this year, and he's been Mr. Sunday to be honest. Yeah, he's, yeah, God, he he's good. Yeah, no, I reckon Bottas has been gone good in qualifying. Just, I just wish just Russell didn't have a personality of a
0: wet paper bag. Seriously. More, <laughs> like, no, f- right. Fifth
2: is always for me. If one of the top ones doesn't crash, then they're kind of... Who's going to be in there just I mean, to get me yeah, on point? It's a good idea. I wanted
1: to put DR in there again, but I just... Until we see results, I'm really hesitant to
0: put DR in mine. And Lando just seems to have, like he has last few years, a better understanding of that car. Well, what's know. your top five, Andy? So in fifth, I've got...
1: Mr. Saturday, George Russell, 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 Uh, fourth place Perez, third place Science for his home, second place Leclerc, first place Max.
2: I was hoping you go the other way, so you go the same as Jack. So I was, ja- front,
1: That's why I hesitated there. I'm like, do I go the same as Jack and fuck with his plan or not?
2: But I can't. You should, c- then I'll come. I'll get both right and then I'll be coming up. Be level yeah, low. I'll but tell you what,
1: what I, I believe you more than Jack because I, I feel like that long straight's going to play into Max's advantage. And if he it's neck and neck going to the line, Max is going to yeah, win it. I
2: think the tie deck is what's going to let him, like, once again, let Rory yeah. down. It, just, it hasn't been before me. It's too late to a, change mine, isn't it? It race, is way too late to change is, yours. Yeah. You've said yours, man. You, yours is written in paper. Yours is locked in. Damn it.
0: <laughs> Lock it in, Eddie. Because if Max isn't first, that means he's not finishing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Damn it. Speaking of the tipping, speaking of our World Championship tipping stuff, Andy and I have spent a couple of hours sitting down trying to find a way to get you, our listeners, involved in our tipping comp. We had someone reach out on Instagram saying, hey, if you manage to get something to work, we'd love to have you in it. So we have two updates on that front. The first one is... We're definitely doing it. The official launch will be after the mid-season break where it will be open to anyone. However, we're going to open up for the people a few spots, first in best dress kind of deal, to come and test and trial this setup with us. So, Andy, what are we going to get people to do?
1: So, if you can just reach out to us by a direct message on Instagram. Uh, We have a Facebook now, so feel free to message us on there email us, whatever, just give me your email address um, and you will receive an email from the Formula Bums Gmail Gmail, and it will be a link to a Google form where you'll fill in your name. Top five. Give us an alias as well that will call you on the show rather than your real name. I just want your real name just so I know it's a real person and give us your top five. That'll feed into a spreadsheet and I will determine the exact same point scheme as we're doing here. Exact if,
2: same. if you start going good, I'll probably pinch some of your picks. Yeah. <laughs> if you well, beat me, you're getting banned. I'll make that very clear. Tim,
1: <laughs> I'll ban you if you beat me. But yeah, I'll open it up. Uh, first 10 to e- to get through to us, um, you'll get the email. If you miss out, you miss out. I'm very sorry. Wait for first race after the mid-season break because it'll officially launch if this all works. If not we might be pushing it back to next year
0: yep and if we do end up having to push it back and even if we do go for this launch at mid-season break hopefully by the end of the year we will have a website up and running where there will be just a, a sheet where you can enter it in directly from there we are starting to up production on the back end for our show we're getting a listener base now that is super exciting and thanks to you, we're starting to see a reason why we can now expand and and grow this little community that we're starting to put together. And the best thing about that is we want you involved with us more and more and more.
2: We'd love to hear you on the show and build this community and hear what you guys have to say because that's why we watch the sport is... To, to talk about, to talk it. about yeah, it. To talk about it, to spread it. To, to talk
1: with the community about it. And in saying that... Jack did his homework from last week. And I did. Has, he has made a Facebook page. Um, it'll be active. I've already posted on it today. Get your friends to like it. If you if you're listening to this right now, I want you to take it, share it to two friends. I don't care if they like Formula One or not. Get them to share it and like it, so we can get up in the algorithms. So that's your homework as listeners. Just two people up. You're just gonna get two people to like the page,
0: and it would it would genuinely mean the world to us. Excellent. Well, speaking of that. And speaking of our social medias, it's time to do a little social media plug. So if you haven't already, you can find us on Instagram at Formula Bums. On Twitter, it's slightly different. We're at Bums Formula. I couldn't quite get Formula but I don't know why. Bums Formula. At Bums Formula. <laughs> but you'll find us there. Where there. Our name is Formula Bums on it, but we're at Bums Formula. The Discord's there. I'm still figuring out how to use it, but it's there as you will. That's there at Formula Bums. The Facebook page is... At Formula Bums. At Formula Bums. Reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. If you wouldn't mind, please leave us a like or a review. Spotify, Apple, Amazon, whatever you're listening to us on, all of it helps build the show,
1: and we will read a five-star. If you leave five stars and a review, or you go on Facebook, leave us a message, but you say five stars, at the end of it, we will 100% read it on the show,
0: positive or negative. You can you can bait you and switches with us
1: assholes, and we'll still call. I'm, we'll still read you it. You can give us a five stars bait and switches. We'll read it. Absolutely. That that's the whole point. That's just we want to interact with you guys, and that's the best way to do it. I feel is if you leave us a review, we'll read it and rate it.
0: I also have a couple of special shout-outs this weekend or this week. I have one too. Excellent. Well, I want to shout out one of our one of my dear friends, but also one of our earliest listeners brad he's um he's out in the country and he has been showing us around to all his mates and he's a regular listener that's who i went and saw when i was away it means a lot he said he's a a fan of what we do and we make him laugh cheers very much man for what you're doing out there showing all your mates it means a lot to us all of us sitting here so thank you and for anyone else out who's recently picked up the show and it's enjoying it it means a lot and
1: uh I don't want to use his real name, but I'll use his nickname that I call him, Travi at Work. Uh, He's just come on full-time at my other job. He's a really close mate of mine. Um, Thanks so much for reaching out yesterday and just, just texting good feedback to me, saying he really enjoyed it. He listened to a bunch while he was working. And, and yeah, like, he, he loves us. He thinks we're funny. He
0: loves us shitting on Stroll a lot, which I'm all, all for. I'm all for shitting on Stroll. I have another one, too, so... I had someone reach out to us recently and say that they've been going through a pretty rough time at the moment and they were listening to us on the drive home and it made them laugh even when they were going through. So I hope to the person listening to this, but both you and your family is doing well at the moment. I'm glad we could provide a little bit of a bright spot in a rough time for you, man. It was nice to hear from you.
2: And I just wanna thank anyone who is still listening. Um I, yeah, never thought that people would actually hear what I want to say it's crazy shout, shout out to crazy. ashburn
1: virginia, virginia who have the most downloads of the show yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, if uh, you're that, listening that in that the us shocks.
0: it's it's crazy to think that a couple of boys sitting in the coast of australia are getting listens overseas but it's awesome and also belgium shout out belgium they listen to sweet as well thank you very much for listening guys it's been a pleasure doing this i'm glad to be back with you boys i missed it but i'm also a fan of the show so it was a good listen. <laughs> <laughs> and secondly <laughs> The next episode Will be coming out On Tuesday By 12pm By 12pm Thank East- you so much guys I was awesome. going to
1: say Australian Eastern Time At 12pm Australian Eastern Time
0: Turn this shit off <laughs> 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 Thanks guys We'll catch you
2: then Thanks guys
0: See ya <laughs> Alright Um, That's it for news Let's move into The actual Bar, uh, not bar right. Fucking Spain.
2: Barcelona. So it's, bar, it's Barcelona, is it? Yeah, it's Barcelona. Oh, bro, bro.
0: However, in exceptional
1: circumstances, which could include a driver setting a suitable dro- drive to it, and
0: this episode. Uh, that! I don't need to say this episode.
2: Next episode, yeah. This episode, they're already listening. Yeah, they're to. listening
1: to this episode. We went over <laughs> this in the pre-production meeting. I know. I Jack, know that Jack forgets those like he forgets Williams. We didn't
0: even talk about anyone from English this week. Talk about Toto and Pasta. There we go. And Bodas—they are all from <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. This, but I've done it again. <laughs>
1: Look, the next episode will be out Tuesday, Australian Eastern Time, That's by twelve.
0: Sh- exactly what I was going to say.
1: This episode,
2: fucking.
1: <laughs> next, he'll say he's going to fuck a sheep. <laughs> That's. <laughs>